Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. This is the place where we address dad dynamics and discuss personal experiences, stories, and poem submissions to help provide a platform for healing while simultaneously uplifting one another. Let's change the dad narrative all around. Let's go. Let's grow. Hello, you beautiful people. Thank you for joining me at Dear Dad Podcast. My name is Bjimson Darius, aka BJ. And today I just wanted to just talk to you guys, just talk to you guys about some particular stuff in my head, um, stuff that I went through and stuff that I, you know, I experienced myself. It's for my sons, for myself, um, just about fear. So today's going to be about fears, more or less. And where it generated from, it generated from, from a couple of things. But um, so today I just thought I'd just talk to you guys in referencing to some fears that I have, some stuff that I worry about per se due to some circumstances or, you know, events that have occurred, whatever it may be, um, that I have experienced that I would just, you know, just been on my mind that I felt like I was going to, I want to share with you guys and see what you guys have to say about it. If you have any opinion, if you have any questions or comment about this particular topic, I want to see what your thoughts are, what you're going to say, what you want to say, what do, what's on your mind. So I'm all for it. So if you guys have any thoughts referencing to these particular things that I am going to mention, um, feel free to just comment back on our social media page or just send me a, a email. So let me hop on this and um, we can get started. So fear. I have, I do have a lot of fears. One particular, when I was younger, I had a big fear of elevators. I know this sounds weird, but I had a big fear of elevators. Um, and it's it bothered me so much that I couldn't even get on the elevator to go up my apartment. I would take the stairs if I have to. Um, I'd take the stairs up and take the stairs down, you know. And that was when I was living with my mom. And that was 10 flights up. So I would, I would go up the stairs. It wouldn't be a problem. The worst one would be um, elevators that has elevators that have glass. Those used to kill me. They used to be a um, mall that I used to go to in the city, uh, in Manhattan. And in the mall, there, it was an elevator that was, you know, you can see the uh, the elevator goes up when you're in it. You can see everything around you. You can even see the bottom of it. It was just for me, for some reason, why I was afraid of elevators. I, I don't even know why. I don't know where it generated from. I don't know who I got it from. I just know I was afraid of elevators. And from that day on, I just didn't like to be in elevators. Whatever I need to do, if I go out and go into an apartment, I would just stick the stairs. That's how bad it was. Until one day, um, I don't like anything taking control of me. That, that's one thing. I hate anything taking control of me where it, it frightened me to where I can't move. I can't say anything. I can't do anything. I just don't like that. So I just bite the bullet and trying to figure out a way out to deal with that. And, you know, because I don't want that to cripple me because that's what it was doing. So I found some way to deal with it. I think I was working at my first job, McDonald's, and um, we started to do a delivery process and I was delivering food to people. The buildings that was around me were, you know, big, tall buildings. They had 20 floors plus. So I, I think from that day on, I was just like, if I want to get over it, I'm going to have to find some way to get over it. So once I start delivering, I go in the elevator. It's still frightful, still fearful and still annoying. But I, I, I found some way to deal with it and I was able to deal with it and I got over it. Um, I still don't like elevators. Uh, I'm not going to be so fearful where I, I, I'm going to take the stairs or something like that. 
um, but I would take it if I have to. If I if I see that there's something wrong with it, I would just take the stairs. But that was my fear of elevators. I had also a fear, I say had or have a fear of, um, we call it water bugs. I don't know what you guys call it. Um, just to describe it, it's not just little roaches. It's talking about just those ginormous big cockroaches, water bugs we call them. Um, and it's those I hate them. I don't like them. I, whenever I see it, my skin crawls. It goes. It runs fast. They run fast. I hate the way they look. I just it, it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't do me justice. It doesn't do me well at all. It doesn't do me well. Um, I hate water bugs. I hate when they fly. I hate the way it sounds when they, when you step on them. Very bad. I think there was one in our apartment when I was in my mom's house. I had to put on boots. I had to put on a sweater. I think a hoodie, um, just to stomp on some water bugs and it was just like i was over it so um for that particular one i still don't like it but if i have to i will like if my family's here um and i'd so happen to just like i don't know i see one i'm gonna i'm gonna crush it um i'm less fearful when i have like my family around because then i have to protect them um but if it's for me i, I would just avoid it i'm not going to I'm, i don't want to so this one is not so much of a fear it's something that just I just don't like, right? I just don't like it. And it's, it's practically pretty much close to a um, a fear, but I can go over it. I can see it. Um, I won't touch it, but I, you know, if I see it, it won't bother me. Uh, if I see it in the street, it's not gonna bother me. I can avoid it. But you know, it was it was not as bad as as an elevator. So that's one of the fears that I had when I was um, younger. I probably still have it now. I would say, um, but um, you know, as things move on, I'm growing up. Before I even had a family, I think one of the fears that I had for myself was that I was fearful of actually not being able to have kids, or should I say, I was I was fearful of um, not being able to be a dad, um, and that's something that I always wanted because, you know, I I wanted to have the opportunity to one, of course, I want to have a family, but make a difference in someone's life. I was, that's what I wanted. Like I want to have the opportunity to just say. This is my child. This is of me. Like, this is 50% of me. Like, it's from me. Um, and that's what I want to say. Um, I also wanted to just say, I also wanted to just have the opportunity to just have someone that I can pour love into besides my wife. You know, loving your wife, loving your girlfriend is different than having a kid. Loving them is completely different. You know, someone asked me before, not so long ago, like, um, how, how, how do you feel about your second child? I said, honestly, just feel like I'm falling in love all over again. Like there is another chamber of my heart that's being filled up with love. And I always say, you cannot be a parent if you're not ready to love. You gotta love deeply. You gotta love strongly. You gotta, you gotta love. And that's how I feel about my kids. So I was very, very fearful of not having a kid, not not having a family. Um, I was actually also fearful of growing old. Not just growing old, I'm sorry. Growing old by myself. Right, like no wife, no girlfriend by my side, and I'm just by myself. Um, you know, I mean, now I see the value of being alone, but I love being, I love being married. Um, but I was a fear of mine, like I didn't, I'm, I'm not gonna have the opportunity to, to do that. I'm not gonna have the opportunity to have a family, have a wife, have a child, have you know multiple kids, whatever it is. Um, I was fearful of that, and I was just fear of just like. You know, not having that, and you know, it's oh, it had a big impact on me. You know, it, it cast a shadow over me for a while because I was like, you know, I I know I have a lot of love to give, I know I have a lot of love to pour in, 
I just want to have the opportunity to just give that to someone. And that's someone I wanted to have, whether it was a girl or it was a boy, I just wanted to have a kid of my own where I can actually pour that into and just get the opportunity. So when I have that opportunity, it's just like, you know what, I'm ready for it. So when my son was here, it was just like, you know what, it's, it's go time, let's, let's go. My wife and I talked about it. She got pregnant, delivered, and it was just him and I for the first couple of days. Um, and, you know, we, 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 uh, we bonded. And I absolutely love that. So when I, when, when I think back on the fear that I had about not having a family and not being a dad, not being able to provide, all that stuff, like, I, it, was, it was fearful. You know, that's a little bit when I was younger, before I got married. But now I'm married, you know, and it's a different kind of type of fear. But, um, you know, it grows. It, it grows. Um, fear changes as I, as I change. It grows as I grow. Um, you know, when I, as I got older, some things I just left behind or some fears that I've minded I left behind because either, either, you know, it doesn't matter to me anymore or I, I, or I have outgrown it. Right. So um, I, as we know, even COVID right now was one of our fears for me, particularly um, going outside and maybe catching uh, COVID. I say that because I work from home and my wife is home as well. Um, my son is home. So. I didn't want to go out and be negligent and catch COVID and then bring it home, right? I didn't want that to happen. I was very, very fearful of that. You know, I'm, I know a lot of people had to go through that where you just fear. Yeah, fear that you might catch it or you might catch it and not know it and bring it to your family. And maybe you see one of your grandparents or your, or your mom or your dad and, you know, they have a weak immune system and they catch that. The reason why I was even more cautious is because my wife have you know, a compromised immune system. She has celiacs and I didn't want anything to happen to her because of me. So I just set my butt inside. And that's the only reason why I would go outside is if I had to get something, some, you know, some groceries or stuff that I had to run for. Um, I had to run to get to, to go to the pharmacy, whatever it is, something that's going to be quick and um, go out and come back in. It was nothing about hanging out, go to the bars, go to you no know, lounge. I just cut that out, even though, you know, some of them were open and most of them were closed. But there are some people that were going out like that. So I particularly just took, you know, extra precaution. Um, I wore the mask and I did as uh, I practiced it as much as I could. I didn't go out and I didn't do anything that was going to jeopardize myself or my family. So that's a very big fear. And I know a lot of people have I know a lot of people um, had that fear or still have it um, because COVID is still here. COVID had put a lot of fear on a lot of people, you know, because you can't go out. You don't know if you got it or not. You don't want, you know, for you to transfer it to um, your grandparents and then they die and now they die because of you. Like, you don't want that, you know, that kind of pressure on yourself. But that's what COVID has done for a lot of people, especially for me. Like, I know I didn't want to expose myself and bring it home. Um, and, you know, my wife as well, you know, she goes out, she's very careful about it. She wears a mask. She doesn't go out unless she's needed to. Um, but predominantly, most of the time, I'm doing, I'll be going out. If I need to go out, um, I just, again, be precautious, come home, wash my hands, and, you know, um, be as as clean as I, I could. But um, just like I was saying before, stepping out out of my house to go get some grocery shop, um, it was not only COVID, it's just a fear of not coming back. What does that mean? Of I go out, maybe I go grocery shopping, I go to get some gas for the car, or 
Um, I just went out walking, or maybe I go running or something like that. I go to the gym, whatever it is. I go, I go out, and now I don't come back. Right? I'm not able to come back because whatever happens, you know, a car crash, you know, I crash into a car, whatever it is, or um, something that that caused me not to be able to come home. And now my wife is worried about me. My my wife is um, my wife is worried about me. My kids are worried about me, and they don't know where I'm at. And you know, once they get the phone call, it's not good news. So that's a fear of mine because I love to provide and I love to uh, give. And for me, it's kind of like a fear or it's kind of like a letdown if I'm not able to provide and know that my family is going to be okay. So um, leaving my house and not leave, leaving my house and not being able to come back, not being able to do what I need to do as a as a dad, but definitely just like, you know, leaving them, I would say stranded, but just, you know, without me. Right. Without me. And of course, um, uh, of course, leaving my house and not coming back home also just like goes along with. Um, and I say about driving is like getting pulled over by by a cop. Right. That's one of my fear. And it's weird how um, how tense you can be when a, a cop pulls you over. As a matter of fact, how tense you would you you can be when you see a cop pass by. Um, maybe some people won't experience that for more maybe in the Caucasian side um, won't feel that cop might drive past and they don't feel anything but uh, you can ask almost every every colored individual um, colored black brown individual whenever they see a cop car that's passed by or or you know you pass by them you, you, you get a slight anxiety I'm pretty sure your heart rate increases without you even knowing this is like a PTSD that you're experiencing that you don't even realize it and you know it's, it's happening every day and I'm, I'm fearful of that I'm also fearful of that because you know how many stories have you read um, or stories have you seen that cop pulls somebody over for something basic and simple and then they end up dead they end up in handcuffs and they end up you know being you know um, uh, abused um, and beaten and all that stuff like I don't want to have my I don't want I don't want to have to go through that and I want my family to go through that so I'm fearful with that. Like it happens every day when I go out. That's another reason why I'm afraid to just go out in my car so often because, again, I can get pulled over for anything. Let's say I, did, I forgot to put my signal on to turn or to, when I make a right turn or left turn or, you know, change lane. And then, God forbid, that that minor incident can turn into something deadly. Right. Because an officer, an officer is either trigger happy or, you know, they thought they saw something and now they start shooting because they, they are fearful of their life right um quote unquote but it's hard right it's hard it's hard and i'm and i'm driving in the car with my family and you know a car uh, a cop car passed by or i passed by a cop car i get anxious i get anxiety because I, I don't know what's gonna happen i don't know if if they saw me if they didn't see me or the day is my the color of my car a problem how big my car is a problem what would they have to see for them to actually pull me over? And that's not something that I want. So I try and be cautious as much as much as I could, as much as I could. So I try and be as much cautious as, as I could to not get pulled over. But most of the time, some of the time, it's not even your fault. Or you don't even realize it. Maybe it's a routine stop, whatever it is. Maybe it's the end of the month and they got to meet the quarters. So they want to give you a ticket and that ticket turned into something deadly. So I'm fearful of that. I'm very, very, very fearful of like getting pulled over by cops. I'm pretty sure almost every black and brown individual are going through that still not knowing if they are going to come back home not knowing if this random stop that they got pulled over for 
if, if that's going to be the last time. Are they going to see the kids when they get home? Right? That's what we fear. That's what I fear. So I try to be as cautious as I can so I won't try to um, alert the cops, the, the authorities, because, again, I can call for I can call them to my house for my my protection and I end up being the one that gets shot. Right. How many stories have you read because of that? You know, people call the cops because their um, their son or daughter is autistic or in the spectrum um, and they come. The first thing they do is pull out their gun and, and shoot. Right. How many how many stories have you heard of that? Um, how, you, how many stories have you heard about that? It's scary. It's very, very scary. But, you know, this, these fears that I have is, is there's a reason for it. Some of them sound silly and all of them is actually very serious. And some of them are still still here. They're still present. Um, but just knowing what to do at the exact time, especially, you know, during COVID, you can't go out. You can't talk. You know, you minimize yourself to do certain things. And now you have to worry about if you go outside, you might get pulled over and not come back home. Like, that's a fear. Like, it's it's hard to not feel that whenever a cop passed by or I passed by a cop. That's how, that's how it hurt me. Because I'm like, what can I do? What did I do? I don't want to do anything. I don't want to draw their attention. Because I don't want something to happen to me and I don't come back home. Or I don't want something to happen to me in front of my family. I don't want anything to happen to my family while I'm around. And I can't do nothing about it because if I do, I'm going to get shot. Because, again, quote, unquote, the cop felt happy i'm sorry because the cop felt threatened because they thought i had a gun they thought that they saw something black they thought they saw something that was life-threatening right that's just um you know that's my opinion about it but you know that's my fear i feel that i fear that and i i don't know i don't know how to bypass that and i don't know if that's something i can bypass this is something that's been inherited for um and now genetic code you know to be a fearful of police officers because when we call, sometimes we don't want to get shot. Our kids are the one that get shot, right? Even talking about our kids, right? Just let me give you an illustration. So talk about kids. I'm afraid my, my son getting, you know, getting into some kind of trouble and, you know, he doesn't come home or he gets shot or he gets stabbed or, you know, whatever. Anything that has to do with my son, I'm fearful about. So what happened was I was in the park and my son, I took my son to the sprinklers and um, I'm over here. Um, he's over here running and, you know, he's trying to um, not to get wet and at the same time get trying to get wet. Um, so um, running back and forth and, you know, sometimes he bump into a, a kid and then um, sometimes he um, runs to me and then he comes back. He goes back to the sprinklers because, you know, ideally whenever he goes to the sprinklers, you ask me to go in the sprinklers with him so I can like, you know, um, throw him in the water or um, put the sprinklers water on him like whatever it is that he want me to be involved or sit under the sprinklers so the water could pour on us like he likes that um, so this one particular day I was not I was not in the water with him and I was sitting down and I started to wonder and I started to just like drift off and I was just like I was just looking at my son just happy-go-lucky and innocent and just looking at him just enjoying himself and being who he wants to be you know, he doesn't have any fear of anything besides, you know, whatever kid's fear that he has. Maybe part of his shadow. But, you know, just being a kid, just enjoying himself, just having fun that day. It's a nice sunny day outside. Um, kids are running around. Parents are sitting back and the kids are enjoying themselves. And I watch my son and he comes to me hard. And I'm thinking about what would my son have to do at age three years old for him to become a threat? 
to someone. My son is brown skin and joining himself and someone will feel threatened by him. I don't understand that. And that's what actually really just like started hitting me. I'm just like, I don't even know why I was thinking about that. I just, it just hit me. I'm just like, cause you know, you hear the stories, right? You hear the stories all the time. Like to me, a rice, like, you know, a kid was playing on a toy gun. As soon as he, uh, as soon as the cop came, um, within seconds, he, he was shot. He was shot dead. That's it. A toy gun. Didn't ask any questions. Didn't try to tell him to put the gun down and none of these things. He was shot. So I'm thinking like, at what age my son will become a threat to you? Is it three? Is it four? Is it five? Is it 11? Is it 12, 15, 18, 20? Like at what age does he become a threat to you? What age do you start questioning that he is an adult, that he doesn't deserve to live? At what age? Because of my son's skin color, I have to worry about that. He can't go certain places. He can't do certain things. Is that something I need to worry about? I don't shouldn't have to. I'm looking at my son play and, and having fun and enjoying himself and, you know, running around and falling down and coming to daddy, give daddy a hug. And I look at him and I, I wonder, like, how is he a threat? How is he a threat at three years old? How can he be a threat to you? He just, he barely even knew life. But you see him as a threat. That seems to bother me. Because I don't know, because he looks older than what he looks. So now he's an adult. So now you can approach him, either fight him, kick him and, you know, and shoot him because he looks like an adult or he looks like he had a weapon in his hands. Like that's the kind of stuff that I fear that I'm fearful of. But particularly, with, especially now I'm a dad. Those are the things that I'm fearful of. I'm fearful of not coming back home. That's my fear. But now the fear of my son not coming home because of somebody else's neglect or somebody else's viewpoint of him dad doesn't sit well with me it hurts so much i'm scared a lot i just don't show it but i feel like a lot of us go through this well we don't know what our kids might do that might take their lives we don't know so we pray each and every day that they come home. We pray each and every day that they don't have to go through what we went through. We pray that we, they have a better day. But it's not always promised. Son is, my son is enjoying himself, is oblivious to any of these things that's going on, anything. He just know mommy, daddy, uncle, grandpa, grandma, aunties, Right? Immediate families. But at what age is he going to be a threat to you? What age? So I just pause and I think and I overthink because I don't know what to do. The best thing I can do is educate him and tell him what things he should say and shouldn't say. What places he should go and shouldn't go. How to address certain topics of discussion. How, might, how some people might view him. It's scary. So what do you do as a dad? How do you train your child to come home safe? How do you teach them what to say to a police officer so they can come home safe? What to do and what not to do? 
It sounds silly. It sounds stupid. But yes, we have to educate our kids on how to behave, what to say when they're around police officers. I have to teach my son that. I was watching an episode, D.L. Hughley was talking about his son that has um, autistics. And he's, I think he's on a high functioning level. And he's, when he found out that his son was autistic, he was actually, um, started to, he started to cry. And he wasn't crying because of the, of the, what the son was diagnosed of. He was afraid that when his son meets an, a police officer, he may not know how to act. He may not know what to say. He may say the wrong thing and may not come home because he doesn't know what's going on. Because when you're in the spectrum, when you have Down syndrome or when you have um, autism, there's certain things you not you don't realize. There's some certain things, there's some cues you don't pick up on, right? So what thing he, one thing he was fearful of is like, how am I going to train my son to come home safe? He may not be able to come home safe because what he say and what he doesn't say might determine if he come home or not. But remember, most police officers are not trained to deal with those that have mental condition. So imagine if he get pulled over and not realizing why he getting pulled over and he gets upset and that can transform into something deadly. As dads, as fathers, we are fearful of that, that our sons and daughters may not come back home, that we may not come back home. This is the reality that we're living in right now. It's harsh. It's unfair. This is the reality that we're living in right now. It's scary. So I have a whole bunch of fears, but I thought I would present these things to you and see what kind of fears that you guys have as parents, as dads. What fears do you have for your future and present for your kids and for yourself? Um, again, I probably have you know plenty of other fears that I've had but um, this one in particular and the one that I mentioned, the last one of my son being innocent and playing in the playground in the sprinklers, he's, he could possibly be a threat to someone and they might take his life. So I worry about that. So I can be overprotective because of that. So I would do whatever I can do to protect my son because I want him to come back home. I want to come back home. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's not an interview. It's not a conversation that you have with somebody else. It's something that was in my mind that I thought I wanted to bring forward to you guys. I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope that you guys got something from it. If you have any other fears that you think you uh, I should mention or you think we should mention or I should talk about in this podcast, again, email me at deardadpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the Instagram at Dear Dad Podcast. We're on Facebook at Dear Dad Podcast. So um, just hit us up, send us a message, um, topic of discussions. We are for you know anything. Um, so I look forward to hearing from you guys. So this this year, I'm sorry, this season is a little bit more um, personal, intimate. I would say um, me talking to you guys and you know the conversation being more open. Um, I can I am potentially having a, a co-host looking forward to that so pretty soon hopefully soon you guys won't hear only just my voice you might hear somebody else voice so um, if you stay tuned 
and tune into the next few episodes you might hear actually someone that i've been talking about a couple of times in this podcast and potentially might be a co-host of mine so this is just a little nugget that i'm dropping for you guys um you know just hopefully you guys will come back listen and leave comments so um that's that's pretty much it guys so this is pretty much it i just thought i'd bring some topic of discussion um fears that i've had that i do have that i'm going through that i thought i I can share with you guys so um give me your thoughts let me know what you guys think uh let me know if it's something that again i can i can bring up or other topic of discussion that i thought i can bring up so um i have more guests coming up and future calls potentially in the future so um i'm not gonna keep you guys any longer i will catch you guys in a few bye Dear Dad Podcast, visit Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Make sure you check Dear Dad Podcast on your favorite Instagram social media platform at Dear Dad Podcast. Catch you later.